What's up, all you 25 on 19 grind timers? DMAC back, check it out. Thank you, Stalls. The first uh, edition, sort of, of the, and then check this one out. So, a lot of stuff to come. Make your own mask. We'll be talking about and stuff. But uh, Darren McCarty here, four-time Stanley Cup champion, Detroit Red Wings. Obviously, grind time, knuckle up, everything else. Uh, happy to be with you here on this Thursday, uh, May 28th. Joined, as always, by uh, my partner in crime um, and the business development for grind time family is uh, Nick Nooch. Nick, yeah, how What's you up, doing, buddy? bro? How's doing well, man. Today? How you doing? How's things, things are going okay. Kind of hectic. Uh, little kids running around. Quinn's been been outstanding today, so that's cool. Begging to go back on the bike. Uh, just trying yeah, to get work done. Good. Doing the doing the whole thing, man. I see you got some new yeah. readers on. Those are fantastic. I, you, I know you'd like those, bro. I, I uh, <laughs> pulled these bad boys out. I was feeling a little bit spunky today. I don't know. It's just in one of those. In one of those moods, um, I did mean to shave and I forgot to. Um, yeah, so you look we'll fancy, figure, so that's good. We'll figure that out. All right. I'm wondering why I got a, that black mark right there. Do I have that black mark right there? Were you playing in the uh, woods was, again? Oh, that's spread. That's ash. Is it? I was playing <laughs> in the fire. That's not a, That's not really a good, uh, good look for a, no. for a guy. No, but you it's know, it's not, man. That's that's. Uh, hey, at least we're catching shit. it now, right? Hold yeah, on. it's probably Hold really on. on there. Is it like tar? So now I'm sitting here looking no. at my face, like, hmm. Hold on, look. See, this is why you have to have the flushable white. Yes. On hand when you're DMAC. Were you yeah, just no. coloring in your what? beard? Oh. No, dude. You know I don't believe in that shit. <laughs> you know i'm like let it fly right until i get a reason for it maybe is that better that's better not oh that's good. just bad hair that's just bad hair anyways um well i didn't plan on starting it that way but you know that's how things go um anyways uh before you know one of the things all right i'm gonna and this is sort of we gotta take this a little notch, but we're not going to really cover it. But for everybody out there, obviously, uh, the we've all seen the George Lloyd in Minnesota, the the guy who got killed by the cops on video. All I want to say um, is the best thing that I heard is what can be done moving forward is just to listen. And I think that, you know what, this is something that uh, should it, – it's intolerable. It's – I don't even want – you can go to other people to hear talk about it because it I it just infuriates me so much the injustice that's done. I want everybody to know that I'm strictly aware of it and and am very compassionate, empathetic. Um I don't like talking on things where I don't have some sort of positive solution to it. So uh, aware of it, but just uh, anybody my advice out there is just just listen and uh I don't know, Nick, uh, as, uh, you know, being a military guy and, and you know, every, everything like that, if, if you had any comments on that. But I wanted to get that out of the way because just, you know, I, I just don't want, you know, it's just something that is not worth. You can go watch it covered every which other place and you see 
the different things from the riots and looting and all that stuff uh, happened from it. You know, that that's a negative I'm going to steer aside here, especially, uh, you know, in this day and age and cover some positive stuff, you know, in, in the negative, you know, as we get to our guest uh, and talk to Gina about how, you know, she's working the positives and the negatives. But you got anything to say on that matter, Nick? Yeah, I think it's it's smart to, you know, to if you don't know a lot about the situation as I don't either, it's hard to kind of put into, you know, throw your opinions out there on the matter. Um, I think it's, from what I've seen, I think it's terrible in every way. And there's definitely some things in society in this world that need to change. Um, I think there's been a lot of, a lot of um, examples of that in the last, say the last couple of years, but we all know it's been going on for a whole hell of a lot longer than that. So I think you're right. We need to listen. We need to open our eyes and, and ears and, and really, uh, you know, kind of hear about what people are going through before we, we make quick judgments on, uh, you know, on, on what's happening. So I think really listening and paying attention to that, to, to the minority community to figure out what they're going through and kind of base, uh, base your opinions off that. Well, yeah, and you know what? I think that that's just uh, with uh, the grind time, with what we're all about and the family. It's it's we're not afraid to to talk about it, but we're not gonna just talk about anything just to talk about it. We care, uh, you know. Uh, everybody knows that it's you know. I always say that I'm a battery, and the people are the power. And and however we move forward, it's it's sort of. You know, I believe in the positive. You know, you you look at like t- this leads us to our guest, right? So our guest today um, is Ms. Gina Lidster, but you might not recognize her by that name. If I say Uncle Andy's daughter, oh, everybody knows Uncle Andy. You know, so you know Uncle Andy. You know, he's like a he's like part Frank from Shameless. He's part Tony Soprano. He's uh, he's part uh, Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazard. He's just got it going all. But uh, no, so Gina, because Gina, the interesting thing, and not only is because, listen, guys, I preach this. Now, this is Nick's cousin, right? So nepotism, yes, it plays a big part. But if we don't start from example from who we know and, and in her family like this, then how are uh, other people going to know? And so Gina's got this blog called life-seriesofsteps.com. And it's sort of the blog. And this is the thing that just I immediately caught it. No, before even talking to her, but where she says she's an empath and she strives for daily self-awareness. I think that it's something that I've found is that I preach self-awareness looking in the mirror and it's not right or wrong it just is and we all uh, go through life so not only do um do i see the bravery in putting yourself out there but also um you know when you can embrace your flaws to improve them that uh that's that's a lot of self-awareness now the unfortunate thing and we'll talk about all the different things but the interesting, as we know, to bring it local is with the dams uh, breaking and the Wixom River or whatever. Anyways, the flooding up north in Midland and, and I don't know 
during this COVID-19 time, we always ask, hey, anybody know anybody who's had it or whatever? Well, now it's anybody get caught up there in that mess. And uh, unfortunately, Uncle Andy and means Gina and they lost the family cottage. And to watch the video, and I'll bring Gina in. Thank you, uh, Gina, for joining us today. Um, but how uh, the video you shot of the water coming in and to whatever degree of flooding and everything and then the dam breaking and it taking everything out was one of the most powerful things to know uh, where it is. I have a little connection. I drive over that bridge going to Claire through Stanford all the time. So um, it changed my flight path heading up to up to Claire. But uh, uh, welcome to the program. Uh, I'm going to dig into India's for some dirt on Nick. But how has it been and uh, what was it like? Give us, uh, give us a little hands on what's going on up there right now. So, so it was hard because we, I woke up to these texts of, hey, call us as soon as you can um, to find out that, you know, they were evacuated in the middle of the night and, and they have no idea what's going to happen next. And they were just keeping us updated with pictures, videos as the water was rising and getting closer to the house. And I was freaking out because I, that's the cottage I've only even been able to experience for a, a handful of times. Um, something I wanted my whole life and my parents, unfortunately, bought it right after I moved out to Arizona, which was pretty lame. But the deal was they got to bring me back for every holiday. So if I can't afford it financially, they'd have to they'd have to help me out since they waited till after, you know, I was 22 years old and left. So I, I was counting on it. We were going to go back for Fourth of July, Labor Day. We have these traditions and, I, you know, I was freaking out. So as they kept me updated, you know, it was just about, is everybody safe? How are you guys doing? Um, how close is it to the house? And, you know, dad was running around doing, filling sandbags for neighbors and trying to take care of people. And it was just waiting to hear, waiting to hear what happens next. And then the water didn't reach, but then the next dam failed and the water's gone. And now everything's washing away. And just, it just a, a few days was just a whirlwind for them and everybody on the lake and everybody in the city. So scary stuff. Well, the, the, your uh, your blog site is I got it life hyphen series of steps dot com and uh, we'll dig deeper into into that because uh, I really enjoyed it the, the sort of the journey you put it out there but the way that you're in Arizona and the way you've been able to capture even through this tough tough time to really wow to to it, it's really brought you there was there I mean, I, I assume they lost everything. Was there anything of sentimental value that the, your folks were able to save or was it pretty much uh, everything happened so quick? So actually, actually, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're super lucky. Um, their house is, is intact. Their, their deck is even intact. The water came uh, about a couple feet from their deck. Um, but you know, the docks were damaged and some of the infrastructure, but it was so much worse for so many other people. Uh, they weren't as lucky. The, the cottage is kind of up on, up on a hill. And so it, that worked in their favor for a lot of people. Like I said, they weren't as lucky. So um, for them specifically, it was just more of an emotional thing um, with the, with the, how the events kind of escalated and not having any sleep and caring so much. My mom is, is another one of those empaths. Um, she cares about everybody and it was hitting people pretty hard and people were 
their their lives and their homes were more in danger than my parents. So like I said, that's kind of what inspired my post was though they are lucky and they are fortunate as am I in, in my entire life, we still feel things, things still hit us really, really hard. Um, and it's all sentimental. So that's what it was for that is the, is the lake's gone. They're looking forward to us kids coming home and, and celebrating with them the, these upcoming holidays. And now there's no water, but now they're just focused on everything the water did to everybody else and how they can help. So what would you say? So how, when uh, I'm, was it what, like 10 days ago or what, when this happened, um, has there been progress or like you said, your mother, like since from, from the first day to where they're at now, has there been progress? Do they see some hope or some, you know, relief? Are they getting help or do they, is it something that, Hey, we need some help. We need some supplies or things like that. Cause it's, you know, the one thing that I noticed around here and I see on the on the news is different companies and different people, you know, chipping in to, you know, help out with, with different supplies and stuff. What is your, because uh, your mother as an empath, I know she's got a deep, uh, at least for the neighbors of the ones who, who are suffering. So do you have any updates for anybody out there? You, you know, she was, she said she was communicating with some of the, the local community resources. She was figuring out ways that she could volunteer. Um, right now, I think it's just figuring out how, um, how they can support, especially their closest neighbors. They're literally, you know, running next door, pulling out docks for people, um, are their next door neighbors who are really good friends. Their pontoon boat is stuck on a, on a sand hill and they're working with contractors to figure out how they can get it out. Last I heard it was, it was still sitting there. They're worried about the next rain, the next shift in the land. Everything's very volatile right now. Um, but I know that she was just gonna reach out to, to some of the, the local agencies who are gonna help people with food, clothing, shelter, and all that good stuff going on in Midland. So that was, that was, her, yeah. next, um, that was her next challenge. That's awesome. You know, and, and that, that's, uh, you try to make the best out of a tough, tough situation. Now, um, speaking of your, your blog, how long have you done it? And, and, you know, I know in your sort of mission statement or about, you know, being able to share with other people to, to help the more introverted people or, or people to relate because, the one thing, me being a recovering alcoholic addict, um, the one thing it's to know that you're not alone, right? You're not alone going through the highs and the lows. And I was reading your stuff and it reminded me of the anxiety, um, different things reminded me of what my wife goes through. So what brought you and when did you start it or what, what brought you around to do this? So that's what's crazy is um, I guess it was, terrible timing yet you know I, at least now i had already i had created this two weeks prior to the flood basically and i'd only had a couple posts out there and then the flood happened and i wrote it and i sent it to my mom was my only follower at this time and and i had to make a deal with my mom in advance too i said i'm going to be incredibly candid um, on my blog i'm going to say it how it is i'm going to say what i feel and I think that that's going to be most beneficial to people. And so I told her um, she doesn't get to be sad about it. Well, she gets to be sad. She can feel however she feels, but she can't get stuck on it too long or worry about what she could have done differently, maybe to prevent how I feel or to help on how I'm even feeling now. So same thing happened with the flood. I They were going through all of these emotions and it was just a really heavy day. 
um, more so when everything, like I said, washed away. It was just the, we call it the crater, I think. Um, like, what are we going to do next? And how many years is this going to take? So I wrote, I just wrote a blog telling the story as, as I literally sat here in Arizona, keep getting the updates on my phone, the pictures, the videos. And I was like, let's just tell this story and let's tell everybody that um, it's okay to feel how they feel. And as I was texting my mom, you know, and I said, how you doing? And I said, stay strong. And she actually inspired this when she said, um, I'm gonna let myself be sad today. She's like, I'm not gonna focus on being strong right now. And she goes, but tomorrow will be a different story. Tomorrow I'll probably be pissed. And after that, I'll get to work. And that's exactly what inspired, I, I literally kind of quoted her in, in my blog there was, that's exactly right. She is allowed to feel sad. I told her to stay strong as in, don't let it completely take over your mind and you know you just be filled with devastation lay be sad process it however you want to however you want to but know you know in the back of your mind that everything will be okay and that's kind of what i wanted the blog to be about is i have a lot of days where i don't i don't feel okay and it's a lot of times for no good reason at all um so there's certain things that i have to do to dig myself out of it and if it's if it's getting it out um through my blog which is what it's been as of late I love it. It works. I was I was up late last night posting my one about self-awareness because I had a crappy day at work and I'm like, I need to kind of really sit and reflect on on how I behaved and if I should have done anything differently. And I wrote about it and I felt a million times better. So it's for me and it's for everybody else who might be able to relate to me. But to answer your question of, of how long it's been, um, it's been a month since I started this uh, quarantine life, I guess. I, I've been journaling a little bit and um, I'm talking a lot to my husband and my mom and I'm like, maybe I should give him a break and you know do something else that can reach more people. So that's how, that's how it happened. But, I, but that's such the beauty. And you know what, like bigger picture, you, you know, at the end there, you said the quarantine times. I mean, I, I imagine how many other people have found this self-awareness now for me a lot of the stuff that that you're saying i preach also but it took me to 48 through four rehabs like my path has been a lot different than yours to realize exactly what your mom said is like i i'm always like if own how you feel if you're angry then own it and be angry until you don't want to be angry that's the way nick always is nick is still there we'll get to you there but how did you did you learn and this is the one thing that nick said this and you can reiterate is when nick sent me your blog and said and we were talking about this and and i watched and the devastation and and just the way you followed it and then got into it more he said yeah that's my cousin gina she's like she's been like cool like since we were kids or she's like the what nick we I'm paraphrasing because that's usually what I do because I don't get the whole gist of the conversation <laughs> because I can't hear and because I'm high. Right. But what did you say? Something to that fact that that was your cool cousin yeah. and I can understand yeah. why. Yeah. How did you – Gina's – Has she always been like Gina's that? great. She comes yeah, – kind of. So <laughs> Gina didn't talk to me for like the first 14 years of her life. Didn't say a word to me. She was terrified me a little bit. And then she was one of the greatest, my favorite people ever. And yeah. Gina's been amazing yeah. and, and raised by awesome parents and her, you know, her, her Daryl brother, Tony, you got him too. Uh, but 
yeah, no, Gene has been amazing. And it's, and kind of what you're saying is, you know, I'm 40, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life and then reading what Gene is writing and, and it does, it takes, it takes balls to be able to throw yourself out there and put that stuff out there instead of holding it in. Um, and I think it's amazing. You've done a good job. The greatest, the you. greatest thing you said there, Gina, the greatest thing you said there is, and I don't, and for no reason. I don't know why I had a bad day or why I, I woke, you know, I went, you know, I, I don't know why. And that's, uh, that's the brilliance of it is because it's not the, it's just the awareness of, okay, I'm having this. I'll figure it out later, but I got to talk about it because you can share different things. And I think what, what I've found and, and on the extension is that you start with the blog, you start to see what's the feedback been not just from your mom or from your relatives, <laughs> but from from other people. So, so yeah, the, the, it's been it's been a wild and very quick transition for me because I had been off the social media thing for a while, also because of some of my issues, I guess. Um, social media is not the healthiest thing in the world for me, but I'm excited to dive back into this because I do see how they relate. And and Nick had to push me a little bit, like, "Cuz you got to get a Facebook." um or you know something so that you can you know connect everything and, and get the word out and that's exactly why i i went on and literally just two days ago um created a facebook again and it's because i do want my blog to reach people and i am getting i am getting really good feedback it is a lot from my mom and my relatives and my mom's friends um uh, but it's it's from a lot of other people too and it's from a lot of my friends who were shocked because they're like when did this happen? Now you're gonna be talking to Darren McCarty. I'm like, I know, right? Isn't it like the coolest freaking thing in the world? And so, I mean, I'm super, I'm super pumped and it's kind of, it's just wild how I got here uh, so quickly. I mean, it's just incredible to be talking to you as a Wings fan my whole life. So it's just really cool. And if I can reach more people through you and through whatever you guys can do to help me, that's awesome. And that's basically what Nick said is like, cousin, I think what you're doing is pretty cool and I can help you, but here's how you got to put yourself out there. And I'm willing to, and I want to for, for all the right reasons. And I was actually, you're talking about self-awareness and I was actually listening to um, the book for the second time. I mentioned it on my blog called Insight by Tasha Yurik, who is actually an organizational psychologist, which is what I got my master's degree in. And she's, so I, I heard her speak at a conference and I really, really loved her and it, and it stuck to me. So my friend who was there with me, got me her hard copy book signed by her, which was super cool. Um, and so anyways, I love her book and I was listening to it again this morning and it was talking about social media and it was talking about people who are me formers versus informers, the people who post on social media to talk about themselves versus those um, who talk about other things. And I don't really wanna do either. Like I just want to be there and be available. And um, yep, there it is, insight. and. I think that um, it made me think I need to adjust my Facebook a little bit because what did I do when I started a Facebook two days ago? I went and found all of the cutest pictures of myself that I could find and threw them up there. And I'm like, this is exactly what I don't really want to be. I want to be real. So maybe I need to take more pictures of when I'm crying. I don't know. It's not a bad idea, but um, that's, that's who I want to be. No. I want to be real. That's what I want to put out there. And you know what? And here's the connection, like you said, about building. You know, I always say you can't choose your blood, but you can choose your family. And a lot of times, if if the the, the if you can get the combination, because your blood can be your chosen family too, and that's usually when it's stronger. But the pure intentions, but the fact of you being you, and the, here's the thing that I've learned is that 
that's why now it's who you surround yourself with and where what journey do you want to go on because now the fact that that you're doing your thing that's why we have nick the military guy right so it doesn't even get to to me with the guys we surround it surround it with and we take this venture i use this analogy is it's like that movie mortal engines where london's trying to conquer everything we're not trying to conquer everything what we're doing is we're shining this light of people just who have pure intentions that are themselves that are human beings that have good days and bad days but they care about other human beings now we need some alphas we need some empaths we need some people but trust me and you mentioned it being a wings fan you watched us win those championships you know mm -hmm. we didn't do that with the same a whole bunch of eisenmans and a whole bunch of federovs and whatever no you needed uh, trust me you needed the grind line you needed mm -hmm. me you needed me you needed different things but you know the whole thing is is because the message that i call it the uh, when you have the aha moments it's to let that's 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 to let you know you're on the right path and these are all aha moments that to hear you speak about because you change the behavior right and that's your self-awareness to wait hold on this is what i don't want to be and this and so you changed it and you just said no this is the direction so you know what if you if if, if it's like the one where you're having a bad day and you got to show you're crying if, if that's what you think because that's how you get it out that's the one thing that i that i've learned if i don't keep it inside so if i at least write it down if i now they let me you know get in front of a camera they even give me my show on wjr i mean come on i mean it's like crazy so i get to talk and connect and i love the fact i love the fact also honey so you know we're like the red wings the culture and you being a fan it's it's that culture of the way it is and i think as you see with stevie coming back with drapes and with the people that the culture of the organization is getting back to where it is as far as where the red wings but what i'm saying is that you emotionally went through it through the championships the wins the losses as a fan, as we did a player, but we shared that emotion. So your love for the Red Wings and my love, it's the same. It's just different. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? It, it does. It does. And, and, um, go ahead. And now you're older. No, I'm just going to say, so now <laughs> we're, we're getting older and you realize you put the dots together and, and it's, it's sort of like what I've found is is being able to have the resources where I don't need to have all the answers. And, and for example, uh, I'll, you know, I'll be here. I'll give you a great example. And it involves Nick. So I had a couple things running through my head that it, something wasn't sitting right with me. So instead of, of knowing or doing old behavior by, just going with the flow and letting it. I actually brought it up and had a conversation with Nick because he understands where I'm coming from. And then boom, talked it, talked it out. I felt better about it. So moving forward, but to have those sort of resources where you know where the intentions are. And that's, mm -hmm. and that's, I think that you can make the social media what you want it to be. And in the positive, and you know what? 
Honey, anybody gives you shit, you just tell them, and I, I'll tell them fuck off, and then somebody will end up at the door. It won't be me, trust me. But, but, but you're not going to like the guy that's that I'm sending or the woman. Well, so, between you so and what? Nick, I feel I feel pretty secure. Nick, uh, Nick's always been the the big cousin that I said if any boyfriend or you know any guy pisses me off or hurts me that he's the first one, and that's always the first thing he would tell me every every time I would see him. He would tell me that he'd prove to me how strong he is first of all, which was usually lifting me up by my shoulders and putting me flat against the ceiling, um, and then reminding me that because he's so strong, he'll be able to take care of whatever man does me wrong. So. Um, but by the time that I was finally uh, willing to speak with him, he was a pretty good, pretty good addition to my my close circle there. There you go. That's how that's how it is, exactly. man. See, that's right. You and I, <laughs> you and there. I both, Gina. I, I when I did too. It, it see, it just it it makes sense. And and <laughs> seriously, he's not he's not that strong though. <laughs> he was no, a little bit stronger, but you know, with the diet oh, and all, he, he looked slimmer well you know what you bit. notice that eh? even, even it's it's uh he's worked hard at it he's complained a lot about you know especially because me I, i'm a dick dude so i'll be like chowing like a burger in front of him well bro you got what what is that a salad dude and he's like yeah i go he's got like one tomato and it's all lettuce and i'm like that's no nutrition he's like yeah but it'll fill me up for like two minutes and I don't know. So I gotta, so, I gotta, so, I gotta mention real quick. Um, my dad keeps keeps busting me. He's been pushing text messages to me. He want, really wants me to mention him. I don't know if he missed um, your introduction that you already talked about Uncle Andy quite a bit. He did. So not yet. Not Let me really do it sure. Again. Let me hey, classic, listen. If anybody doesn't recognize doesn't recognize <laughs> Gina. That's because it's Gina lives through and they're like, man, but she looks familiar. And I say, Uncle Andy's daughter. You know, yeah. Uncle Andy's a cross between Frank from Shameless, sort of like uh, Squirrely Dan from Letter Kenny. You know, maybe a little bit. Of, he's got a little bit of Don Draper in him from Mad Men. But uh, you know what? Uh, and a whole lot of Happy Gilmore. That's a fact. But. Like Happy Gilmore, he's, he's got Bob Barker in him. I wouldn't fuck with him. I play golf with him, but don't fuck with Uncle Andy. So that's it. That's why. Uncle Andy, I miss you. Can't wait to be on the golf course with you soon. Oh, there, there he is. is. You can see there him. There it is. You can see him, motherfucker. There he is. What a Listen, guy. Listen, I, I don't even know why I brought it up. He's always trying to steal my thunder. I'm always competing for attention. My mom's a quiet one. It's me, my dad, and brother who are always... We're always competing, but I, I, I'm winning right now, so that's for sure. That, that absolutely, right. abso <laughs> absolutely. You got any stories about Nick for the crowd, like growing up? You so he would, he would. You didn't talk to him when he was 14 because, because, uh, and then when you did, you re you realized. But after he started, stopped throwing you around and stuff like that. Any, uh, <laughs> any, any good memories? Like did Nick like? you know crash a boat up north one time or like did you know some sort of like was nick the one that used to buy the booze or you know like was, was he the you know well, give me you some know, scoop man unfortunately unfortunately being 11 years younger than him i'm only tw 29 years old not 
not quite as old as him. Um, I, you know, I was the younger one who didn't get to experience a lot of that stuff. I was actually the younger cousin of how many ever of us there are. There's only like me and two others who are younger. So um, didn't get to experience a lot of that stuff. But one of my probably furthest back memories is um, a Christmas Eve. We always had a huge bash, the Antonucci's. It was a ton of fun. Um, it was at it was at our family's one year. So my parents' place in, in Canton. And um, Nick wasn't there because he because he was off overseas and he had that that you know the time window that he was he was able to call it was landlines you know right. not we didn't even you know the cell phone situation and we picked up and um, I just remember I don't know why I was so emotional well I know why I was so emotional about it obviously it was a terrifying time and and, he, and he's overseas um, but I was just sitting on the steps. Uh, down to my basement on the phone with him to have like my own quiet time with him. And I was crying and I was just bummed that he wasn't there. And I don't know why I just felt this attachment. And I just felt, I felt like he probably was feeling pretty awful himself, um, not being with all of us. And maybe it's that empath thing. I just, I just started crying. He was fine. He was safe. We were all good. He was really happy to hear from us, but so not as funny, not as juicy of a memory, but that is, that's one that always stuck with me about Nick. But that makes sense to me though. You know, like that, that also makes sense. How old were you then? Do you remember? Like, oh, like, Nick. Like 13, 14. We... Uh, what year were Nick you born? Was, I was born what in What year 90. were you born? 90, so you were 11. So this was the Christmas after September 11th, and I was in Egypt at the time. Okay. Right, and it puts it, yeah. but it puts it in perspective because if you look back, and the, you know, a lot of lessons is is I like to learn why, whether it's from like the history of the world, but most mostly in the history of you know things that I've done. But if you at eleven years old, definitely to sit here at twenty nine and and to know that you're an empath, to know that that's the connection, to be able to have this conversation here, you know that that's the awareness. So, you know, it, it's almost, to me, it's almost like being a part of, you know, an, an extension of that phone call that went back there. And because, of, you know, that, that's the one thing, think of it too. Like you can go back to that Christmas and that time to feel that right after 9-11. We're going to eventually, I, I hope, get through this COVID Right, but mm -hmm. we can't forget where we came from, and and it, and it, and it's positive too because that connection to you on the stairs doesn't matter how much time I believe that you know that that there's a strong thing to it, and it proves it as we're here in 2020. That's almost 20 years ago. So I rest my yeah. I rest my case. How about you, Nick? <laughs> yeah. You got any you got any good stories about Gina? Gina, uh, there's. <sighs> Like I said, so Gina was terrifying. She didn't talk to me. She didn't say a word to me for a long time. Um, she she had a nickname. Uh, Gina, would you like to share your nickname when you were a kid? I I knew I knew you're gonna bring this up. Um, it was Chucky. Yeah. It was Chucky. Oh, were you psycho? Apparently, would you lose your marbles? Like you're not all scared. <laughs> she wasn't crazy. She wasn't crazy. She was, it was, she was just terrifying. She was just a terrifying. She would look at, she would look into your soul uh, when she stared at you. And it was just this little cute girl who was terrified. I'll, I'll be back in one second. 
you keep talking about the terrifying girl because you know where I'm going with this, Nick. Because I know yes. where this I'm gonna put the dots together. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, think, yeah, you do your thing. I, I <laughs> yeah, Max still, gonna provide the what's that? I think I'm still pretty terrifying. I think it's what helps me um in human resources. I just give a look, you know, and people just straighten okay. right out. That's all that's all it needs. I'm glad uh I'm super glad that you guys, you know, now. that you're doing this and it's amazing, you know? Oh, and now he's going right. to show you what's terrifying. Yeah. All right. Now, you, you know Nick's daughter, Quinn. Have you met her yet? Yes, I have. I have. She's amazing. Okay. She's absolutely amazing. And and props out to the proud dad the other day. The video of her kicking off the training wheels, and in like 15 minutes, she's flying. I told her she forgot to slow down. She might have got a speeding ticket. Okay? <laughs> so if you're Nick. But but now, um, and what's her cousin's name, Colleen? Colette. Nick? Colette. Colette. Do you know Colette, too? Yeah. I don't. I don't know no, Colette. I don't think you know. Okay. Anyways, ready? <laughs> this is so you've passed down in your genes so that you know. And this is, I have this picture in my smoke shack because this is my favorite. And it's terrifying. It faces backwards because it's so terrifying. Are you ready, Gina? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Why did I not see that? That is so amazing. I I thought it would be a good idea. How do you think? Hold on. So there it is. You see that? That, Yes, I do. Win for everybody. For everybody. (laughs) Hold on. This is like doing the weather. It's like being a weatherman. So that's Quinn right here. That Colette is scary as shit. Right? But look at that. And if anybody doesn't know, these are the two girls from The Shining, Jack Nicholson, you know, movie. Yeah. So that's. That's amazing. That's like my favorite. That's like my favorite photo. I guess for it's for Christmas. That's incredible. You see how it all comes down. What are your, fa- See, what are your Chucky, favorite movies? I love it. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, this is the Shining. Really speaks to me. I can I can connect with the Shining. You know, Chucky, the Shining, a lot in common there. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So was that um, Nick? Was that it? That, that Chucky? Because you were terrifying, and and you know what? Terrifying is way worse than scary. Like like you're gonna beat me up. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, like 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 you're big and mean and stuff like that. Rah rah. But like those little kids and stuff and and you know like creepy shit yeah that just freaks the fuck out of me <laughs> no she was uh dude gina was great i mean like i said she didn't talk to me for a while and then once she did she could just i mean you see what kind of person gina is and she's she's very caring and and uh you know try to stay in touch with with you know gina and her brother tony uh her husband chris and and her mom and dad and it's just this family of you know great people i mean you know uncle andy you know how he operates yeah. and he's always had a really close connection and a relationship with his kids which is something i've always wanted to emulate with mine and it's uh you know she's ever since then she's amazing she was from terrifying to just this incredible <laughs> person and and super proud of you and the blog's great and i hope uh I hope all of our followers become become yours for sure. Well, Thank and, you. and it doesn't 
it doesn't matter, Gina, because it's like it, it's. I always what is my self awareness. I realize the biggest one is that the destination is an oasis. It's all about the journey, and it's all about the you know the landing. So as long as like I, I look for the aha moments, and then bringing the people along, you know that to shine the light in their message. So it'll be interesting to see where you go with it, as far as as you know wherever it is, because your insight and your knowledge and your experience is yours. That's what I tell yeah. everybody. It's like you know, like it's uh. It's everything. So, out. So, let's talk a little bit. You know, that's awesome that you started this during COVID. How is COVID affected? What do you do for? What do you do in the real world? Like, Nick, Nick does some computer shit or something, sells stuff or something <laughs> in the real world. What What do you do? It's or it, what, what, actually, what have you been taken away from? So, so I've actually been. Uh, I'm in human resources, and so. That kind of goes along with my journey of how I got here. Um, uh, uh, the, the I went to school and I didn't know what I wanted to do in my college career, but I, I just knew I needed to get right to college. I, that's just what I wanted to do. And, and I knew that was the right path for me. And then I didn't like any of my classes besides psychology. I'm like, well, I don't really know what I can do with this, but I'm going to try and see where it goes. And um, that's that found me working for a nonprofit um, in here in Arizona for kids that have high needs, behavioral health issues. So kids that have addiction issues um, that have that were just you know born in a just to a crappy environment and uh, were really getting the worst of it. And were unfortunately a part of the foster care system. So uh, I worked with the kind of a combination of kids with high needs, developmental disabilities, um, and that were in foster care. So it was quite quite the journey for me, and I learned so much and i was pretty young i was 22 23 when i started that job and then from there i was like i don't think i can be a counselor i like to talk too much listening listening i love to listen but i i like to talk a lot and uh so i don't know if i could be a counselor i don't know if that's right for me and i'd be too sad if they told me a sad story i'd probably just start crying and i wouldn't really be able to to help them work out the pieces till later um so then i was like i don't know if i can do that so then i went back and I was like, I'm not really going to be making money what I'm doing. And I kind of want to make money and see what, see what else I can do in this world. So I went back to school and I went for organizational psychology. because I love human behavior and I love studying people, why they say the things they say, why they do the things they do, how can they, how they can grow and improve. And so I was like, maybe I could do that in a workplace. So I went back and then um, it was an 18 month program. It was amazing at Grand Canyon University. And I was like, okay, now I have this. Let's see what I can do with it. So I'm going to apply to HR, um, organizational coaching, uh, anything. You know, maybe I'll be a um, a consultant. I don't know. Uh, actually, our our aunt, our aunt Lori, was actually a huge motivation for me. I had some consults with her and said, hey, where could this get me? What do I want to do? And I started applying for jobs, and I landed this incredible job in human resources. And why I like it is because it's not typical, you know, HR admin pushing paperwork. It's um, they gave me the title of director of HR and team member engagement. So it's all about authenticity. It's all about celebrating people. It's all about growing and developing people. And then the technical HR stuff, you know, that's just the stuff that you got to get done, but doesn't mean a whole lot. So I'm in a position where my voice matters to 90 people right now and growing um and then now i've got this blog so it kind of all just came together yeah it's but it's beautiful you know it's like watching it you know it's uh, what i've learned and i ask all the and it's the most famous people the richest people the most successful people 
and I mean the richest people, not monetarily, the richest people that have like the fan, like Nick says, like the, the family love and involvement, like, you know, the family unit, but that's, you know, the whole thing is that, is that awareness, but the hard work that you've put in, you know, you, you, you did the work and you've reached out to the resources. I'm excited just to see what organizationally is about to pick your brain and to see how much you can teach Nick on where we're going. Right. Exactly. I mean, geez, now I need help, man. Like, no, I mean, but, but it's, but it's like, I always say it's, it's, here's the whole thing. It's, it's, I'm always looking for the win wins and the win wins isn't one of the win win categories is monetary, but there's so much other like experience and there's so much trade and there's so much knowledge and there's so much just, it's just being around people that challenge you to be better. And I love the fact that um, you're with a company or you're doing something that you feel that you can grow or you're energized and excited to do. So I'm sure it hasn't been easy. So how long have you had the job and, and was there, is there a difference in the last couple months being in Arizona with the, with the, you guys been on shutdown or how has that changed things in your life? So, so fortunately we're actually in, in technology. So we, um, the company is called ER2 and we, um, recycle electronics and then refurbish and resell. So we were thriving uh, when all of this happened. So, you know, it was a crappy situation that hopefully, um, you know, through the reward that we get out of it, we're actually giving back. Um, so what happened was we started getting hit up left and right from businesses who were sending their team members home. They need to work remotely. A lot of organizations and businesses still work off desktop computers. How can you send your team home and give them the resources they need? So they were coming, they were coming to us. So we were, you know, laptops like crazy, docking stations, monitors, setting people up. Um, and then with all of the profits, it's one of the goals of our organization to give 10% of our time and profits to those in need. So we immediately started getting outreach from nationwide because because we're, we're all over the country from people who need computers right now, kids that were sent home and they don't have connected devices at home. And how are they going to learn? You know, they're home three months early. Now, what are their parents going to do? They're trying to work from home. They got to keep their kids educated. They got to keep them engaged in something so they don't go into this slump. So we were able to donate um, a, a bunch of computers. And so it's in, and I somehow it all just came comes together so perfectly. I get to be the donation liaison. It's one of the, the many hats I wear within the organization and boss, boss man uh, assigned that job to me. So I'm like, how incredible. And to even add another layer, our goal for 2020 is to specifically target our donations and our, and our time volunteered to foster care system. So it's like all falling in line with everything I believe in, everything I care about, and it's incredible. So the quarantine situation hasn't hit us too much. And and that brings me back to how thankful I am. And you'll see in my blog where I mentioned, I don't have a reason to feel the way that I feel. I do think that I have a chemical imbalance. I don't have a reason to be sad. I don't have a reason to be anxious. My parents, as Nick and you mentioned, are absolutely incredible. My brother is amazing um, and I, I've been given, I've been given so much and yeah, I've worked hard for it, but I have had support every single step of the way. And that's what helped me get through and is helping me get through this coronavirus time um, emotionally. And then work staying busy is just a blessing on top of that because I'm better when I'm busy. 
Um, and so it just, it, honestly, I'm just, I'm just so freaking thankful, um, how everything came together for me. But like you said, it's family, it's love. It's the values that my parents instilled in me to, that got me to where I am to be a hard worker, to be kind, to care about others. And, um, and then to be direct too, and be a little funny and don't take yourself too seriously, all that other good stuff. My dad brings a lot of that to the table, but, um, my mom is secretly, secretly funny in a mom way. So that counts too. I love it. That brings me to the, here's a question for you. What's one thing that you can't wait to do again that you haven't been able to because of the lockdown? And what's one thing that you realize that hey, you can really do without? Well, so maybe I'll get a, I'll, get, I'll give a couple, a couple examples here. I want to be able to come out of quarantine and be able to volunteer again. Um, and, and, you know, I, I coordinate those for, for the company that I work for. And, um, my husband actually gets to come with me sometimes and we get, to, we get to do those things that we don't have typical connections to. We did feed my starving children, for example, as, as a team. And that's the cool thing about my company too, is we involve family and friends. My husband did that alongside me and you could tell it kind of motivated him too. And it was just an awesome thing that we wouldn't normally be able to do. So another volunteer opportunity would be awesome. Um, but as a fun thing after coronavirus, me and my girls have been talking a lot. We want to go out for a girls' night. It's been a really long time. We love to dance. So we'd love to just, you know, go to a club, have some yeah. fun, let loose, crowded club, yeah. loud music, you know, the things that we did in college and, and and enjoy that type of thing again. And then something I can do without, I guess going out going out to eat and spending a bunch of money. I mean, it's kind of nice. I've, I've We've saved quite a bit of money over, over this time frame. So that's been cool. Have you uh, learned? Are you have you learned a new dish to cook, or a new, uh, or has Chris learned something? Is he the chef? Or are you the chef? Like, has has there been a new a new dish introduced into the household? <laughs> well, my husband's incredible. He loves to cook, um, and I can cook, but I'm not patient enough for it. Um, I'll just throw some things together. And that actually is like the one thing that makes him anxious. He's like, follow the recipe. Um, so he, so he's the cook in the house. <laughs> I'm like you, I'm like you. That's like my life. I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. You just, you throw in what you like, keep out what you don't like. I don't know. It'll probably taste good. It, it, to me, it's like logical. It makes sense, but he likes it portion. It ends up in your stomach. It all ends up yeah. together anyways. I mean, if it tastes right. good. Yeah. Yeah. I get you, girl. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so he, what is the prof what's the professional? What's he do? What's the professional do? So for first of all, he's on this diet. It's not really a diet, it's a lifestyle now. And it's he's doing incredible. He looks amazing. He feels amazing. So all he eats is steak. I'm a borderline vegetarian. I will eat meat, but I don't love it. I will. I don't eat a steak. That's for sure. So that's all he eats. So sometimes I'll ask him to make me some meals, and he'll um he'll spoil me a little bit. I like any pasta dish that he makes. So he'll make um, chicken bruschetta pasta was actually one of my favorites that that he's made. Ooh. And yeah, and that that was really good. He also made baked lasagna rolls. You literally roll up Ooh. the lasagna. And he was he has gluten-free noodles for me and no meat and Aww. but you know, garlic and and rolled it up, fried it, and then you dip it in marinara. And I'm like, this is incredible. So that's probably one of the fanciest things he's ever made, and it was quite successful. Oh man. Dude, is why stuff, is why Nick, is Chris is not a diet? In the mail? What? Dude, 
I would, you well, I would, yeah, I'd kill somebody for that stuff. You got to keep in mind that her husband, Chris, is in incredible shape already. So what, what is this diet he's doing? I hope he got fat and gross. I can only hope he did because it'll make me feel better about myself. But what, what kind of diet is he doing? I don't understand. Okay. Okay. He was never, he was never fat, but he, you know, he was, he's in his thirties. He started to get the belly and, but it was mostly about how he felt. He felt crappy all the time and pun intended. And so I was like, why, what are you going to do about it? And then he started listening actually to podcasts and he listens to Joe Rogan a ton and Joe Rogan, you know, has got all those athletes and, and everybody on the show, um, much like you guys. And he, that they, you know, they're, they're giving these, their tips and tricks all the time and it inspired him. And so you should see, he's crazy. He works out six, usually seven days a week. We both do intermittent fasting um, just because it's healthy for you. We get a ton of sleep, go to bed at like nine o'clock. And then, yeah, all he eats is steak and chicken. He's living the life. He feels like a king. Um, but he looks, he looks drastically different. He looks really good and really built. So I don't know. I don't know. He loves it though. <laughs> well, I know this. I know this, Nick. And by the way, I will get with the times Nick sells HR. So I does Chris sell HR? Maybe if Nick doesn't sell HR and, and, you know, gets grind time, just completely moving, then grind time, he can have the dog. So there we got, we all have things we can work forward to. And then he'll get Chris to teach him how to make those uh, little lasagna rolls and I'll bring the marinara. Ah, game plan. And we'll do it. Hey, Nick, they're in Arizona. So there's golf in Arizona and we got to get out there to the, for the Honda. Or whatever else. Hundred percent. Whatever's out there. Yeah, we got some whatever's out some there. events we'll go to for sure. Yeah, we got to do some stuff. I was actually fortunate enough to see them in November. I had to go out there for work, uh, played some nice courses, and then got to hang out with them for nights. So that was great. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate uh, you joining us, Gina. The first of uh, hopefully uh, many encounters and. Um, you know, the one, how is, I, I gotta know, what is the state, like, uh, where you're at in Arizona right now? Um, what's, what are you guys locked down till, or what is the restrictions? So again, very thankful. We haven't been hit that bad. Um, everything's, everything's opened up now just with, with the distancing, um, in place. So restaurants are open, but you know, you got to seat a couple of tables apart. Some things you got to wear a mask. It's kind of up to the business. Um, it's not just essential businesses anymore though. You know, it started with the barbers coming back, all the cosmetology and then all the service industry, restaurants, massages, thank God. Um, and then, you know, some of those, some of those fun things. And then now it's like, it honestly, it feels so normal. You will see a ton of masks and you do try to keep six feet. Um, but it, it feels pretty normal already. So we were, we were blessed. Well, that's awesome. I can't wait to get it. Uh, Miracle Flow style. Anyways, Gina Lister, <laughs> life hyphen. What is it? Life hyphen series of steps.com. Thanks right. for joining us. Also, Uncle Andy Sauter, Nick Nooch. I will see you on the golf course this weekend. Gina, thank you. Thank uh, you so much. Good up, buddy. Thank you Thanks, so, Gina. so much. Thanks, Gina. Love you, guys. Bye. Right. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. See you. Bye. See you.